0: Hi, welcome to Living with Tolle, where each week we provide new ideas, strategies, and inspiration to help you connect to presence, even through the challenges of everyday life. I'm Leo Aristamuno.
1: And I'm Greg Larson, life coach and expert teacher of Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now and a New Earth. In this episode of Living with Tolle, we focus on enjoyment,
0: the second modality of Eckhart Tolle's Awakened doing. We review the three modalities of awakened doing, which include acceptance, enjoyment, and enthusiasm. We then discuss how the ego keeps us from experiencing enjoyment in our lives. Finally, we explore spiritual practices that you can use to discover a greater sense of enjoyment in your everyday life. Hi, Greg, how are you? Good, Leo. How are you doing today? Doing great. Doing great. Back at it, recording for a new podcast. Yes. New episode, and this one should be a fun one, because we're going to be talking about enjoyment.
1: Mm, Enjoyment, yes.
0: We're going back to the principles and the modalities, as Eckhart Tolle calls them. That's uh, right. modalities of awakened doing.
1: Yes, well, the three modalities of awakened doing, which is how Eckhart explains as humans grow consciously, as they grow spiritually and evolve, you know, this will be the predominant mode of how we act in the world, how our outer purpose, our doing in the world, will be colored by this new way of being, which he calls awakened doing. And the first stage of awakened doing is acceptance, and, you know, generating an acceptance of how life is in this moment you know, as human beings, we have some control over what our lives are, but not, we don't control all of it. So whether, you know, we're brought cold soup, or we spill the milk, or a natural disaster comes along and, you know, you know wipes our home out, you know, these oops, oops, yeah you know, <laughs> so uh, just like that noise is in the background, you know, these are things that are uncontrollable, and there's You know, some of the life we do control, we do have a power of choice, but a, a lot of it we don't. And so it's about generating acceptance around that so we're no longer living in a frustrated way of being. We're no longer living in a state of anger because we can't control how life is unfolding for us. So that's acceptance. The second stage is enjoyment. And I really find this one key because as Eckhart states, you know, right now because we're as a You know species were still controlled by the ego in a sense and the the predominant mode of the ego is wanting so our actions are being directed by this continual wanting for greater satisfaction for more profits for you know deeper you know uh, pleasures pleasure enjoyment it's always this continual wanting for more and even when you achieve what it is you want very quickly that satisfaction goes away and it's this more wanting i need something more this didn't quite do it my the perfect relationship that i thought i had it's not perfect anymore and i want something more i want a more you know you know it's just that continual state of wanting more whereas eckhart states we evolve consciously and spiritually the predominant drive or focus of our doing is going to be enjoyment so it's we're not attaching ourselves to something out there that's going to give us enjoyment. It's we bring a, a level of enjoyment to whatever we're doing, and whatever we're doing, we're allowed to, we're enabled now to cultivate enjoyment around that, whether it's washing the dishes or changing a diaper or you know whatever it may be in your experience. However, that's unfolding, you can bring a deeper level of enjoyment into that. And so, and therefore experiencing a greater amount of joy in life instead of experiencing resistance and frustration, even though you already know that these are things you're going to have to do. You're going to have to do the laundry. You're going to have to do the dishes. You're going to have to change the diaper or whatever it may be in your life. Since you know those are going to be coming up in your experience, how can you approach those in a way where you're able to generate present, moments, present moment awareness around that and allow a greater degree or greater ability to enjoy that moment to happen? So you're enjoying more of life. And then also, well, we'll discuss that as we go into the topic because that'll be our topic today is enjoyment. Then the third state is enthusiasm or enthusiasm. You know, and Eckhart shares that it's when you take what you deeply enjoy, whether it be a creative process or a way of serving in the world, and you combine that with a vision or a goal, and then that becomes how you dynamically interact with the world. And in that, there's this great enthusiasm for what you're doing, this life flow of energy, of God energy, that's now you're harnessing to serve in the world regarding what you enjoy and Having a specific goal or vision attached to that, to how you want to see that unfold. So those are the three stages or modalities of awaken doing, as Eckhart shares them,
0: and he shares them very succinctly in Chapter Ten of mm-hmm. New Earth. Um, it's amazing. I mean, that's one of the magic, uh, the, the the magical things about what Tolle does is is how succinctly he's able to 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 enlighten uh, and share these insights that he has. Um, I mean he discusses these very fundamental transformative ways of of being uh he describes them in a couple of pages uh, mm. really and it was just uh, you know rereading that it's just amazed at how simple it is you know find the joy of being in what you're doing mm. the fact that he says uh, there's no need to wait to start living uh enjoy what you're actually doing now these the the simplicity of it just joy doesn't actually come from what you do it flows into what you do and into the world from deep within you and, and you will enjoy any activity in which you're already present very simple uh, maxims you know simple concepts that he shares with us uh, and yet it is it is transformative it's it's fundamental the relationship then between being present and enjoyment anything that you're doing and enjoying anything that you're doing you want to talk a little bit more about that and, and some practices of, uh, for doing that and how enjoyment can enhance our daily life
1: yeah well one thing is to talk about how to do that but another thing again is with always with this teaching is to be aware of what keeps us from experiencing enjoyment and that's the ego's continual wanting of more and that this moment isn't good enough even though within this moment there is a level of joy that can be experienced and you can actually consciously bring a greater degree of enjoyment into it as you were just explaining there or, or as you were, you know reading what Eckhart had written you know it's very clear that you can consciously bring a greater level of joy into whatever you're doing and yet there's a predominant most likely in people's life an overriding uh, a force that is, is not allowing you to enjoy this moment. That is saying, this moment isn't good enough. Even though it is the only reality there is. This is all that there is, is this present moment in life. You know, Our thoughts about the future, or about what we want in the future, or our thoughts about the past, are just that. They're thoughts that are enabled by the energy flowing through in the present moment. And so this is all that there really is to enjoy, is the present moment. And maybe there are certain situations that are just really unbearable. You know, if you you happen to be standing on the sun, you're getting burnt. (laughs) You're starting to feel that. You might want to take action, you know, to that this isn't enjoyable anymore. I'm going to move away from the sun and get in the shade. And then I can continue enjoying the day from there. But like most of our experience is something that we can actually just come to a greater degree of acceptance around. And then through that, cultivate what is enjoyable in that moment. So if you're standing in line at the bus stop, you're sitting there, God, I'm late for my appointment. Uh, I hate standing in line at the bus. I, you know, Riding the bus is never enjoyable. And complaining about it and really coloring that moment in a, in a way that's not enjoyable. Or you could simply turn to the person standing next to you and say, Well, this is a really nice day, isn't it? Huh? We know what's going on with you today. You know, or striking up a conversation. All of a sudden you meet somebody who you really enjoy talking to and you have a conversation that's really enjoyable. So instead of being open to that in life, whatever the moment is, you're, this force of the ego is shutting that down because the moment is never good enough to the ego right because the ego the ego 's predominant state is more, even in this moment hmm. and so all, there might be times where the moments are very rich to experience, like you know you may be enjoying a sporting event, and your team just won the national championship, and in that moment, there is lots of euphoria and joy, and nothing could be better. But then a very short time later, you're in the parking lot getting ready to leave. And all of a sudden you're like in this long line, you're like yelling at right, the people right, in the line, right. you're honking your horn. You're like, all these people are idiots that you're surrounded by. And so what <laughs> was just an enjoyable moment a few moments ago is now turned into this. And, and this, you know, I want I get to get out of traffic. You know, that's the egos. I want to be home already. I want to be wherever I want to go next at the bar, having a beer and celebrating this moment with my friends. Instead, you're in the traffic. Can you just through spiritual practices allow yourself to be here in the traffic and still enjoy the moment. Have a conversation with who is here. Reflect back in your mind that wonderful, you know, score by your team and how that won the game, you know, whatever it may be, instead of being trapped in this the egoic the ego's constant need for more. And also instead of
0: being trapped in the idea that joy is something you can
1: get Correct.
0: from that you're relying to get joy from something else. That's Like right. the thrill of your team's victory. Oh, I'm happy when my team is winning. I'll be happy when I get this, or I'll, I'm happy when I'm doing this activity only. It's not so much relying on the activity, because the activity and the moment, uh, the action that you're taking, that passes, and the it's almost like a, a drug. I get a sense that there's a deeper sense of joy that comes with you, regardless of what you're doing then. Regardless of whether you're on a rush cheering for your team or you're you know, on the bus. That it comes from deeper within and not from the action that you're doing.
1: That's exactly It is to really begin uh, understanding the fact that deep, lasting, fulfilling joy is a state of being. And it's always available to you. Mm. And so, and you may confuse that with, I only enjoy life when my team wins. Well, then look what you're setting yourself up for. Right. And see what is the drive behind that. Is that a, a, a grounded way of being, or is that an egoic way of being that's continually got you in an anxious, stressed out state of being because it's looking for something to enjoy that's not now? Mm. It, it has to be out in the future somewhere. And thus it drives that continual wanting. And so that's very key with what Eckhart's talking about is that, like you just said, we bring joy with us wherever we are because it's it's within us. It, it flows out of us. And even though it may not be this euphoric, you know, in a stadium full of thousands of people celebrating in that moment... You know that might not be the correct definition of joy as we go forward. Whereas joy, it's the joy of being. And whether you're, you're at the game or whether you're, you know, in the traffic or waiting for the bus, there is joy to be experienced because it's flowing out of you in every moment.
0: And so, what would be? Is there a practice? Would you think there's a practice? What would be some some practical reminders, or 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 or? Actions that we could take to kind of give us that little reminder <laughs> that 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 you know to experience enjoyment in in our daily life. I mean, are there some practices that we could do um, to remind us? that, Wait a minute! I'm 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 letting the power go. I'm letting the power of being enjoy. I'm letting that go, and I'm, I'm giving it away to someone else or to some event or some action. Is there a? I don't know. a a a deep breath to take (laughs) is there something that can remind us of that or again i think i can foresee your 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 answer maybe (laughs) that this is a question of of um, cultivating and and practicing right so that if you're practicing this on a daily basis at times when you're not stressed out at times when you're not in a state of rush or in a state of anxiety or depression but you're you know, continuously practicing and cultivating this presence and joy of being, then you wouldn't necessarily need those little, those little reminders, right? Because it's something that's a part of a practice of what you do on a daily basis.
1: That's so right. Ultim- ultimately, it's the practice of cultivating your state of presence mm-hmm. or your, your consciousness mm-hmm. because it's your degree of consciousness that truly colors every moment. If your consciousness is something that's overridden by the ego, so you have a low form of consciousness or you're unconscious actually, then in that ego dominant state, you're unable to you know, to perceive life in a way that's enjoyable, where enjoyment can come out of every moment. And so if you're living that way, then it's hard to find enjoyment in life because your ego is the predominant state of your consciousness.
0: And no matter what little trick we come up with here that's not going to do it
1: correct correct well it, right. it can it can begin a process of cultivating a greater degree of presence or consciousness and that as that expands and as that unfolds and as that becomes who you are to greater and greater degree mm-hmm. then it's there's less effort required to just be present to life and then when you truly are present to life then the simple things in life cultivate enjoyment mm-hmm. because just your quality of conscious allows you to be present, mm-hmm. to perceive enjoyment where you are. And if you're not able to perceive that, then again it's what is it that's driving that your inability to enjoy life in this moment and ultimately it always points back to your ego, your egoic state of consciousness. Where the ego has usurped your natu- your natural you know expansion into its own you know desires of this continual wanting and in that that vibration that it's cultivating it's diminishing your consciousness from expanding from you becoming more conscious or fully conscious is a better way of stating that and so that ultimately what colors that so any practice that you can begin cultivating and Eckhart offers a lot of them that will allow you to begin expanding your state of awareness which will allow you to grow in presence power or grow in your state of consciousness then ultimately the truth is is that your state of consciousness will determine how you're able to experience the moment how you're able to observe what your ego is doing and the thoughts that it's generating that's trying to pull you back into being frustrated or being angry or being dissatisfied with the present moment So that dissatisfaction, if you're sensing that, that may be an indicator that your ego is, you know, your predominant state of being right now instead of conscious awareness.
0: Right, right. There's one of those spiritual practices that he describes on page 299 of A New Earth, um, which uh, is a practice that uh, is, is exactly for that awareness and that alertness. That you're describing you know. yeah
1: yeah well basically he says you know just make a list of everyday routine activities that you perform and then in you know ones that you know like you say might be washing the dishes or doing the laundry or vacuuming you know ones that you might consider you know boring or tedious or irritating and then in that uh, basically using those to allow you to begin generating a new level of awareness Can you, while you're doing it, while you're doing the dishes, can you allow that experience to be as it is and within that, allow for joy to bubble up or to allow for an experience of enjoyment around that? As he says, let them be vehicles for alertness. So whenever you're doing those activities, instead of allowing them to be stressful or anxious because you're resisting them, allow yourself to accept that this is what you're doing right now. The dishes are piling up. I have to do the dishes. This is part of these daily chores or routines. And so as I'm doing this, I'm going to consciously approach this in a way where I'm not resisting it because I have to do it. And as I'm doing it, I'm going to allow for there to be a level of enjoyment to arise around that. So it becomes a spiritual practice, even doing the dishes. And as he says, allow that to cultivate a heightened state of awareness. So instead of being stressed out or or thinking it's irritating or, or tedious, it can actually become enjoyable. Doing the dishes can be something that's enjoyable. And as he says right here, I'll just read from this, to be more precise, what you are enjoying is not really the outward action, but the inner dimension of consciousness that flows into the action. So I'm not trying to force you to believe that enjoying or doing the dishes is enjoyable, but the action itself becomes an opening for the enjoyment that's deep within to flow out. Because you're no longer resisting it, you're just allowing it to be another action. And ultimately, as he says, it's about finding the joy of being in whatever you're doing. And so it might not be this, you know, perceived sense of enjoyment that happens when your team wins a football game, which is a very exaggerated sense of joy or you know, and even what is that for you? Why is it that you're depending, you know, that your state of joy is dependent on whether your team win or loses? So that's something else to look at. But ultimately, because you're doing these things day in and day out, these daily routines, what is it? Is it your drive to work or even things at work? You know, the emails that you have to answer, the projects that you have to do. Instead of resisting those, how can those be vehicles for enjoyment to flow into your life? And so those are, that's a simple spiritual practice that you can do is just make a list of those things that you find tedious or stressful or that you resist or that are irritating in daily life bring, and bring your awareness into those. And then through that, through being aware, there's less of a degree of resistance around it, a greater degree of acceptance, and through that, the enjoyment of life or the joy of life is allowed to flow into that activity
0: which comes from within you the joy of life comes within you
1: that's exactly it and yeah not it's
0: from the activity itself
1: it's not the specific activity correct right, right right yeah and even though and even as he says you know ultimately you know this is we are creative beings in a creative universe there's a creative impulse always happening and so, even though the dishes might not be something you enjoy, it's a spiritual practice. but ultimately, then turn that around, and what is it that you do enjoy? Is there a creative expression, a hobby or you know is it a painting or weaving or you know whatever it may be, or uh if you're a, a you know a woodworker working with wood, what is it that you can do that you do and find in a sense enjoyable? And as you're doing that, there's a timeless quality that unfolds. You can do it for hours and there is no stress or anxiousness around that. You actually feel deep enjoyment flowing through that because the activity itself is something that resonates with you to a degree that this flows out of that.
0: So then there are a few things that you'll enjoy sort of more than others, but that's slightly different than the
1: joy of being that comes with you. Well, the joy of being is more able to flow through in those processes because they're because they're a creative process where time disappears, where the, where the ego isn't allowed to come in and say, "God, I, you know, uh, the, even though this woodworking is something I really enjoy, what I want to do tomorrow is you know create something else." You're actually right. engaged in that activity, and that the wanting of the ego dissipates to degree because it does resonate with you. That activity does resonate with you. So not only looking at the the chores of everyday life and allowing those to be a spiritual practice, but really seeking out how can you creatively express yourself or what is it that you do when you are creatively expressing yourself that allows for that timeless way of being to naturally evolve. Because then that joy of being is flowing into that activity and it might be for several hours. And would you rather be doing that or would you rather be, you know not you know you can make a conscious choice to pursue activities that allow for the joy of being to unfold naturally activities that when you do them there is a timeless quality to them it may be for some people you know working on your car engine or going fishing or you know what are going for hikes in nature what are the activities that you do that allow for a natural joy of being to flow through into them and if you were to consciously choose to do them more often than not how would that begin affecting your life
0: and again, is that because you are basically by choosing to do more activities that you that bring you that enjoyment that allow you to, to, to have life flowing through you in, in those moments that are timeless and that the timeless activities you're basically cultivating enjoyment. Is that what it comes that's down to? So that you can exactly. tap into that enjoyment or uh, feel and Practice that enjoyment in those activities that maybe are more tedious, um, but you're cultivating it as practice.
1: The whole thing is just an awareness. You're not aware that this is what this is. You're aware that the joy of being that's always with you, that's naturally bubbling up in every moment, it flows naturally when you're doing this activity. Right, right, right. And again, it's not the activity because some people might be fishing, some people might be woodworking, some people might be, you know, working on their computer. So it's not the specific activity. Although there's probably specific ones for you, but again, it's not attaching itself that this activity creates the enjoyment. It's that this activity creates a state of being where enjoyment naturally flows to a greater degree. Hmm. And so, and through it's the awareness that this is where joy comes from. It's not the actual piece of what I'm carving, right. or the actual carving itself. Is that the carving enables assist, uh, you know thought to subside to a degree, or your egoic wantings to subside to a degree, and it becomes an activity where the joy of being flows through that, and allowing that to be the predominant drive of your life uh-huh. instead of an, a continuous wanting for more, more, more. Right, right. The the activities you're doing, the daily activities, the routines or the activities that are, you really find deep enjoyment within naturally, allowing those to lead you in life so that life is a continual process of, of experiencing enjoyment with what you're doing right now. And allowing a, a, a conscious unfolding of enjoyment or conscious experience of the joy of being to be your predominant state of doing instead of a continuous wanting for more
0: it's very interesting and let me throw out a real practical challenge so say you're trying to enjoy something maybe that's the, the key word, trying right there let me tell you what's going on right now. As we're doing this recording, as I'm hearing these words that resonate with me deeply, and and I, I want to feel enjoyment. <laughs> I want uh-huh. to. As I hear this, there's uh, my next-door neighbor's doing his lawn. <laughs> and so... Uh, I hear the lawnmower in the recording and I'm conscious of the fact that this is a podcast. We're supposed to have certain qualities of, you know, professionalism and quiet. And I'm not accepting the fact that there's noise out there. I could accept it and say, pause, let's change the scenario. Let me go to a different location and continue this. But I'm trying to accept it and say, you know what, it's it's perhaps more important for me to tune into this enjoyment. And so there is a disconnect between what I'm actually, my presence is not here. I'm not, I'm listening to you with my mind, but I'm not present in it. So when that happens, right, when the, is it the ego, when, when the resistance occurs, when there's that something, whether it's a leaf blower outside or, a, or somebody going through traffic that cuts off your moment of enjoyment, right, and that brings you back to that, argh, that tension.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: What, you know, again, is it, it the practice then would be, what? How do I get back to that? How do I... To me, it's it's a challenge. I'll say that right now. I don't know that there's a right answer, but it's a challenge.
1: Yeah, well, it goes back to the first step of awakening, which is acceptance. Exactly. This is what's exactly. happening, yeah. Is,
0: is, it, is it then, is it a factor if you can't do one without the other? Does it come down to that, where you can't get into the full enjoyment of, you know, because you're not accepting... Is it is it one, two, three, you have to do one before you can do the other, or do they interfere? How do they all inter interrelate
1: well it always goes it always defaults back to acceptance because as you're going through life and if there's an experience that comes up, and as Eckhart says even on two ninety nine in the spiritual practice, you know he says, you know, but don't include anything you hate or detest doing because that's you know that is in a sense too powerful to overcome it's just these daily activities that are considered routine that you might, you know, you know find irritating but you don't hate. So if something comes up that creates that then again you default back to acceptance. Right, right, right. You know, I just have to accept that this is what's going on even though I hate it or it's I detest this. <laughs> you know, it's what's happening in this moment.
0: Uh-huh. uh-huh.
1: And the, what does resist that is your ego. Right. Because it wants this certain condition in order to enjoy life. And even when you get that, it's like I still don't enjoy when life. I need to have something else. It's like it's that continuous. So ultimately, it's like just cultivating acceptance. And whenever that enjoyment is disrupted because of these, you know, things you so you, you unconsciously resist or you're you're conditioned to resist. So then it comes back to I just need to be in a state of acceptance here. Then when that passes, and you're no longer needing to accept that anymore, then it's like. Oh, now I'm back into you know, a moment of life. And how can I cultivate enjoyment in this moment?
0: Right, right. And I've got to say that um, just even acknowledging it instead of resisting it, just in my mentioning it here in the podcast and in talking to you about this, you know, the leaf blower is still blowing. It's still going on. But all of a sudden, I just noticed, hey, I'm laughing about it now. Wait a minute! Hmm. I'm talking about it now, and it's I'm I'm kind of learning from it now, and so I was very uh, happy to kind of notice there a moment of of acceptance that wasn't there five minutes ago when I was resisting it, when I was trying to silence the, you know, it's like well, okay, there there it is. There's a leaf floor. I can't go out there and shut it off. Let me accept it and let me include it into the podcast. Welcome it as a character. <laughs>
1: That's right. Let's talk
0: about it and let's learn from it. And and there was a shift in my mind that I'm, you know, that I experienced where all of a sudden it became something that was not as charged, and I was able Mm -hmm. to get back to enjoying what we're talking about, which is ultimately, wow, it's so much greater than fighting this leaf blower.
1: (laughs) Exactly, exactly, and that comes through awareness. Your awareness now of life and these processes that are at play where joy truly comes from, and the, ultimately what is the force of life, which Eckhart calls this ego, and also the pain body, that thwarts us from experiencing that. Right, right. And then realizing the what they truly are, so you're no longer identified with them. Right no longer walk around and say well i'm just an angry and upset person because of this and this right and that's just who i am well ultimately it's not who you are it's mm. an overlay on top of you mm. because who you truly are is consciousness and your that consciousness is colored in a way depending on how you're identified with your ego mm. your ego identifies it you know it grabs onto that consciousness and constricts it and creates a form out of it mm-hmm. that is always resisting life that is wanting more and that's not who you are right, right, truly right.
0: and again, I mean just to bring it back to the example wanting more silence wanting more perfection for the podcast wanting more of a ideal situation and the minute I let go of that and just sort of accepted that that this is what it is I, was, I don't know if I was able to I certainly wasn't able to undo the ego But I was sort of able to kind of break from it for a second there And just get back to a moment of enjoyment And, and get back to a moment of acceptance and, and being present in the conversation
1: There you go, yeah so, Yep.
0: Fantastic This is great. Excellent,
1: Leo, Very excellent
0: nice. <laughs> Thank you for walking me through that uh, moment there
1: <laughs> No problem at all No problem at all
0: I will remember that next time the leaf blowers come around
1: that's right that's right
0: all right folks thank you so much for joining us we will end our conversation here and uh, we will continue it next week on the next episode we we do ask that you join us in the conversations uh, by sending in comments and feedback Uh, maybe you can share with us um, moments at which you've enjoyed life uh, practices that you do to, to bring about that joy of living and the joy of being um, Greg, would, any question in particular that you want to throw out to our, to our listeners for feedback or for comments?
1: Uh, nothing's coming to mind, but just, you know, that is something to be aware of. How is it or where is the joy of being coming through in your life? And then what, is, what are these daily routines that you're engaged in that if you are to bring a deeper level of acceptance into, then as you do that, just pay attention to how joy flows into them. How there's a a deeper quality of life, a more fulfilling quality of life that flows into them now that you no longer resist them. Mm. Great, great. All
0: right, we will leave you with that one and look forward to the next one. Thanks for joining us, everyone. See you next time.